it's okay, but I'm yeah. like not really into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not my fantasy. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm very Nobody. private. <laughs> I've had sex and known people could hear and I thought it was hot. I've definitely listened to people having sex and thought it was hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have only because I couldn't not hear in my older apartment complex. And I must admit, I got really turned on. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Men Fan Favorite. Girl, Girl Talk! talk. We, were, we were sort of all supposed to do that, but we didn't. That's oh, cool. Sorry. <laughs> you can do it again. We're so, we're so organized. Um, so this week we're talking about sexual fantasies. Ooh. Ooh. I'm really excited because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> what's going to be revealed. I'm going to get to know my friends a lot better, so that's fun. Uh, and... Um, yeah, so we'll start out like normal. We'll just go around, say our names, our ages, our relationship statuses, um, and uh, fun fun fact about us: favorite ice cream flavor. And mm. adding a wild card in there. Anyone can start. My name is Z. I am in my mid thirties. I am currently single, and my favorite ice cream flavor is uh, strawberry. Actually. It's the one I get when I go out a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is Stephanie. I'm in my late 30s. Oh. Uh, my, that's my dog. My chihuahua is here. Um, oh, yeah. The chihuahua is here. So if you hear that. him in the background, that's what that is. Uh, I'm single, and I love pistachio ice cream. Wow, creative so far. Yeah, pistachio. Hey, y'all. This is Nancy. I am 25 and single AF. <laughs> And my favorite ice cream flavor is a flavor called Secret Breakfast from Humphrey Schlocum. Whoa, what? this is a specific <laughs> thing. Totally pay attention. attention. Wait, say the brand again? Humphrey Schlocum. Seriously? Yeah. This is an ice cream brand? Secret Breakfast? It's a, yes, it's an ice cream shop in San Francisco. And oh. the flavor is Secret Breakfast. So essentially it's vanilla base with... Frosted flakes and rum. Whoa, guys! You know what else secret breakfast sounds like? A sexual fantasy. It does. I'm just saying, mm. and that's just a little sneak peek. Too. It's, it's also her it's sexual Nancy's fantasy. World. She's named it secret breakfast. She's covered in secret breakfast ice cream and licked all over. That's great. Um, I'm Mel, and I'm in my mid thirties. I am. I would say zero to ten. I'm you know like two single scale, pretty pretty single. Um, and my favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate peanut butter. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I branch out, and then I regret it, and I just want chocolate <laughs> peanut butter. Am I wrong? Okay. Am I wrong? Um, <clears throat> Diego is the Chihuahua, and his I'm favorite so favorite ice cream flavor is. Um, he would definitely be a chicken, chicken, a chicken flavored. Yeah. I'm feeling that. Chicken or yeah. Yeah. Or caramel if he was feeling the sweet. I feel like. Okay. Um, so cool. So yeah, I would love to start just by going around and hearing, um, 
a sexual fantasy that you have uh, or have had. Um, I'm particularly interested in like one that has come up again and again. If if it if there is one like that, I know I have one that's like oh I keep coming back to this one and I don't really know why. Uh, keep coming. Oh, that was good, James. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, yeah. So I'm interested in like like a recurring one, sort of like a recurring dream. Like what is your recurring? Fantasy? What is your recurring sexual fantasy? Yeah, exactly. Go. Anyone can start. I want to hear yours first, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. first. All right. Um, so <laughs> mine is okay. First of all, I'm invoking a non-judgmental space okay. because um, I feel like, in general, um, fantasies are not always things that we would do in real life, mm-hmm. uh, especially I think for women. And we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I just want to say this is not necessarily something. That that I would do in real life. It's probably not something I would do in real life, but for some reason it's fantasy of mine. So mine is very specific. I'm in like a tropical country, like maybe Brazil. I think it's Brazil. And um, I'm on vacation with my man, probably my boyfriend, probably not husband. And But it could be a husband. Who knows? He's not actually in fantasy at all. <laughs> he just exists somewhere outside. So he's somewhere and I'm in a surf shop. So I walk into this surf shop and there's a really cute, guy that's working there yeah Diego he's so hot I know yeah so um I'm in the surf shop and I'm walking around I'm not wearing a lot I'm wearing a bikini I don't know sometimes I have a cover-up I can't remember and um he approaches me and we start making out and then um it's it's really weird in my fantasy there's like (laughs) because I don't actually want anyone else to walk in so like either he like goes and locks the door or like flips the closed sign you know like from open to close like because like, I'm like not really into like voyeurism or whatever so because but that's interesting right because some people that would be their fantasy yeah, yeah. Uh, mine is not um or he takes me into the back room so they have like a back room where they make surfboards you know what I'm talking about there's like all the workbenches and yeah, stuff yeah. and we have sex uh, you know, on, on the workbenches or yeah, yeah. And surf sometimes, um, with wax. sometimes who, Oh, sometimes somebody walks in, sometimes his like assistant or whatever walks in and like, and like apologizes and then leaves. <laughs> so, well, sorry, you're busy. No, yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, that's like, right. You're busy. Oh, oh sorry. Join you? No, no, it's a he, it's a male assistant and he does not join us. Wow. Yeah. So that's mine. That's pretty high. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, getting there's a lot of like specifics of like they're like the floor has like wooden slats. Like I like really see the like place and stuff. Yeah, the windows. Okay, so I want to know ocean air. This so this is your fantasy, right? And you described it a lot specifically. Yeah, but I'm wondering like usually women have fantasies because they feel a certain type of way about it. Is that true? We don't actually do you know that? Um, I don't know that a hundred percent for sure, but usually with most things with women, it's evoked because of a certain type of pleasure or feeling. I don't know the exact psychology behind that. I think some people are more visual than others and some people are more auditory and some people are more sensitive. So in yours, it sounds like it's it's visual. Yeah. It's pretty visual. Okay. I I would say in general, like my dreams are pretty visual. Like I, like I am a pretty visual person. Like when I get intuitive hits, like in meditation, that's often vision based. Okay. Whereas for other people, like you said, it's a feeling in their okay. body. Yeah. For me, it's not. I mean, there are, obviously there are feelings in my body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, like it'd better. be kind of a stupid <laughs> fantasy. Like, but um, yeah, but very. I've, I'm a pretty visual person. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, hold on. Oh, Diego. <laughs> Diego oh, just farted. Okay. So sorry. 
nor okay. I'm wondering what type of fantasy is this? So you know how when people have fantasies, they like a genre. It a, yeah, it's people like a genre. do people genreize that? They do. They genre fan. Like, I don't like, know like, what is like, it. Well, some people have like you know violence fantasies or like there's yeah. there's like, like yeah like yeah. yeah like the rape fan like there's I don't stuff know like that cheating fantasy. Okay, like I have a man in my fantasy. Yeah, and I wouldn't yeah. cheat. I would not cheat on a partner in real life. Yeah, so that's like kind of crucial that you had the partner. I agree because it's taboo. It's totally so taboo. most people have some element of taboo in their fantasies, yeah. not always. The genre That's fantasy. But I would like say that. it's a probably a cheating fantasy if we were gonna genreize it. And so I guess my third question, if I can ask questions, because I'm now curious. Zia's about this. gonna do yeah. the interview for the podcast now. <laughs> I love it. Um I'm curious about in your dream, are you concerned that you have a boyfriend somewhere elsewhere in Brazil? Or are you just is it exciting to you or do you feel any guilt about it? Or are you just, I'm doing this now. Um, I, I don't feel guilt exactly, but I don't feel like, uh, hang on. Do I feel guilt? No, I don't really feel guilty. Well, because in my fantasy, he's not a real person. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know his name. I don't know what he looks like. Like he, I just know he exists. Whereas in real life, it would be uh, like a okay, friend, okay, okay. right? Like if your partner is really your friend, it's like you're doing something horrible to your friend yeah. and it sucks. But in my fantasy, he's not really real. It's, like it's he just exists. That you know you have. It's yeah, like so a dream it's, where you have a boyfriend and you're like, oh shit, wait, I just kissed yeah. someone, but I have a boyfriend somewhere in this dream. I it's know kind this. of like <laughs> that. Yeah. So it's not like specific enough for me to feel some kind of okay. way about it. And so okay. the turn on is more, I don't know electrifying than the guilt bless you nance okay um moving on bless you i think you bring up an interesting point like for me fantasy is about feeling or it's like when i think about it like what kind of feelings turn me on Mm -hmm. um what kind of scenarios ultimately do I go back to? I definitely like have always had the teacher fantasy. Ooh. I've definitely always wanted to sleep with my teachers. <gasps> oh. Um, so do you when you do is this like a specific house. teacher? Not oh. at school. Okay, okay. wait, explain. Want to get I've never wanted to like bang on the desk or anything, but I've like always wanted to like to go to their house and get tutored or something and then oh. get tutored. Get tutored. <laughs> Real. One way. Shout out to tutor. <laughs> um, so wait, so so in your in these fantasies, these are real teachers that you have. It's not a nameless, faceless teacher. Um, I think I could, I can conjure up the feeling of being a student and okay. being in the fantasy. Oh. I could role play it for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely have had real fantasies about real teachers. Okay, cool. And how. Much I liked them. <laughs> Can I ask a question? And then, like, maybe bosses too. Okay. Nice. But oh. teachers more, I think. I like mm-hmm. that, like, Eros, that, like, Greek mm-hmm. yeah. teacher is your, you know, the erotic. Mm hmm. Totally. today. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Sure, yeah. Um, have you ever role played that in your relationships or with other, with a guy that you were with? Yes. <laughs> So we're going to get to relationships, to fantasy in the context of relationships, but I just want to hear kind of just everyone's general first. I've wanted to have like sex with a burglar or something. Oh, I have that one. Yeah. Like I've wanted a burglar to break in and and then feel bad or something. Yeah. And then we end up like banging him. Wait, so you would want him to feel bad? (laughs) (laughs) And it's really good. And he's He's not wearing a balaclava, but he's, like, wearing his leather jacket or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mine is always a cat oh, burglar, too. Like, yeah. just solid black. Looks like yeah. a ninja. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Huh. Big one out. Okay. 
Next. <laughs> my yeah, so my fantasies have always been they're not super graphic. My thrillers are. Mel might have always been kind of the feeling, right? Like, I, I know how I want to feel. And typically, it's... I like the element of surprise. Mm. So I know we're going to get into fantasies within relationships f- further into this into this episode, this podcast. But for me, I just really want to be surprised. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't have... I don't really, like... I'm not... I don't know. It's not, it's not because I'm not imaginative, but I just really like surprises. So I just you know, want my man, for instance, to, like, book me a hotel, right? The hotel room and, like, get all get all his toys and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whips and lashes and Hell. whatever. Well, is um, that in your fantasy? Like, is that part of it sometimes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Getting um, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could bring the whipped cream, bring the chocolate syrup, bring whatever you want. Oh, the oils. Just, like, bring all the toys. Bring the, yeah. bring the secret breakfast ice cream. Yeah, that's right. Bring her secret breakfast. Lather <laughs> me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bring it off. Basically surprise you with a night of yeah. badass making. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know, maybe I'm blindfolded Ooh. during the whole fair. Something like that. And in, mm. in your fantasies, in this particular one, like, is it always, it's always your partner. Is yes. it always, okay, so it's your man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ah, uh, so boring. <laughs> no, but I That's think, cool. I think it's, um, I think it's good that we have diversity. Because yeah. I, th- I do mm-hmm. think, like, there is a lot of diversity in, mm-hmm. in the realm of fantasy. And, um, yeah, I just think it says a lot about, like, I don't know, our... I don't know, like undisclosed or like more hidden aspects of ourselves Mm -hmm. that get to come out in this area because it's not necessarily something that we would actually do in real life. Although it sort of sounds like that is something you would do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would it do? Okay. 10 out of 10. Okay. So, um, I just realized that I had another one that I had since I was a kid, but I'm going to go with the first one. Um, the first one is I've always had this fantasy of being in the forest. So it's like, it's pouring, pouring rain. It's, um, you know, like we're doing something where we're being kind of chased through the forest or something by bad guys. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily by bad guys, but, but we're running away from something and it's like, you know, where it's slippery and we're like sliding down things this and tripping. This is so Hunger and, Games right now. Yeah. So the, this is always my fantasies. It's always like crazy Burning end of the world gully. fantasies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No secret breakfast here. I know that's what you're really thinking. Yeah. Very sexy. Very sexy. Do you remember that? Very sexy, yeah. And it's raining. It's it's definitely raining and it's a lot of sensation for me. So I can like see the forest and I can like see the tree and there's this little place that's like secret and hidden and we make sure we're okay. And it's always that element of like when you're running and when you're doing something, all your energy is already up and pumped. And so then I feel like there's an intensity that's present and like you're really there with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, it always starts off with like, like I always like nice and slow, like first. So like face touches, kisses, like that type of thing. But it's in my fantasy. It's always the intention and the feeling of the person wanting only me. There's like nothing else exists but me, but there's always been like rain and forests and that mm-hmm. element of like, we're kind of secretly hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then when you said that about the burglar, for some reason, it's not my fantasy, but it reminded me of something that I always used to fantasize about like in high school. Um, and it was 
sort of being trapped somewhere. Like I used to just kind of zone out sometimes when I was like somewhere and picture myself kind of being trapped in this well with this other dude. Wow. And well, for some, that's yeah, so it's, small. It's, it's like some type of, yeah, it was a small, like it's like this bed we're sitting on. It was only as big as that. hell in a surface. Exactly. But it was always this closed room and it was concrete and it was me and this person together. And we were somehow trapped by these other people. And we started off not talking to each other and we weren't friends and we were strangers. And then over the course of, you know, a couple days, you know, you have to start talking to this person because they're the only person there. And then eventually it's like this kind of the old school dystopian fantasies of like, they become like your world. <laughs> Wait, this is so interesting. I, so you have like a multi-day. Yes, yes, right? Yeah. Steph and I are kind yeah. of similar. <laughs> so, and so this is like a multi-day or yes. multi-week yes. fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Wow. This, this is like an elongated story. Like, yeah. um, I mean, cause I'm story, like I would write stories when I was little yeah. and there's something about you the element of being the trapped together. Yeah. And so when you're like, rubbing one out. Let's just call it what it is. When you're like masturbating and you're using a fantasy to masturbate to, are you picturing like all of the weeks of buildup? Like, and like, how does that work? Kinda. Yeah. I'm picturing moments. You're picturing moments. So it's yeah. like flashes of moments yeah. and then it gets to the thing. Yeah. Is that how it is for you? So I'm thinking, um, like this is like in high school. So I'm not sure if I was really masturbating at that point, but if I were to go back and think about that, I haven't actually thought about this for a long time. It's like this weird memory that was triggered by what she said. But if I were to be, it would be, yes, those moments of like, I I remember picturing, um, you know, it's cold in this place. And so at some point I think we're not friends in the beginning and we don't like each other. Yeah. And so we have to kind of get closer together. And then at some point, you know, it's always in the movie where it's like you fall asleep and one of you dips your head on somebody's shoulder and the other person is awake though. And they have to decide what they're going to do about it. And it's this moment of when you really kind of don't like somebody, but at the same time, you're like, I kind of do like them at the same time. Yeah. I think it's interesting that my brain would build these scenarios that were really intricate Mm -hmm. and like created sexual desire basically Mm -hmm. with these scenarios. So younger. Yeah. They say that, I mean, so there's a very famous book, I guess, I don't know how famous it is, but there is a well-known book called my secret garden, Mm -hmm. my secret garden. And it's, solely a compilation of female sexual fantasies and it's old school i mean it's from like the 70s or something so women would and then write raise my bonnet no but there <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was the 80s but it was something where women wrote down like they wrote letters oh. of them and sent them to this woman oh, that's I'm great. forgetting her name right now um and then she just compiled them so that there's yeah. no, nothing really in the book except all of these fantasies just right in a row. And the thing that like strikes you as you're reading it is, is exactly this of how elaborate they are, yeah. how elaborate they are. And we're going to follow this episode up with guy talk, sexual fantasies. Oh my and God. in general, I think, I don't think men's fantasies are as elaborate. Men are like, there's like, a naked woman. She likes me and has sex with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're I, like, she's blonde. Her tits are Yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't. And then I bend her over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm curious. Or also like, I, I've talked to a lot of guys who fantasize about exes. Ah. They fantasize about ex-girlfriends bank, bank. or ex-wives. And I'm wondering, like, do we? Like, do you? No. I do rarely, but I would say it's like. It's ten percent of the time or less. I would say in conversations I've had with women, women do not do that because there's a lot more painful feelings associated with breakups and exes. Whereas men, they—I mean, I've literally had 
Men get guy. heartbroken too. The, no, they absolutely do. But men also, I think, have more pictures in whatever the goods call it, the spank bank of ex-girlfriends where they'll just go to masturbate to. Whereas like, I would never, even if I don't have pictures of my exes really like that are appropriate for anything. Oh, like you that. mean actual pictures? Yes, not like mental actual pictures. pictures. Okay. But even in mental pictures, I would, I never go back to mental pictures of people that I've been with because I'm not with them for a reason. And usually there's something associated with that where I don't really want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. not yeah. pleasurable for me to have the yeah. sensation of pleasure and bring up some sort of weird heartbreak or pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those two mm-hmm. don't go well together for me. Right. The fantasy doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't really. Well, for me, I can't disassociate those two, right? The emotions. Yeah. Just yeah. The pure sex. I've definitely thought about, you know, what if I were to be in a situation where I saw my ex boyfriend and we had sex, but it stopped at that. You know, I didn't envision and how it would play out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was more of a cognitive thought and right. not like a fantasy right. thought. Okay. Right. Because I had really good sex with my ex boyfriend. So. Yeah. That's right. who I fantasize <laughs> about. The, the boyfriend that I had like the most incredible sex of my life with, that's who I'm like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, oh. That would be yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. But I've also thought about guys, you know, my ex, not necessarily exes, but guys I've, I've slept with or had sex with. I've thought about like having sex with this one guy for, in particular. That I'm I know who it right is. Right no. <laughs> Do you know who it is? I don't know who it is. I'm not going to say it. But no. <laughs> and uh, he ghosted me and I was, and so I was like, I would, even if I were put in this situation, yeah. I to have sex with him, I'd never have sex with him again because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I think the difference is, is like we'd have to women would have to create create a scenario in which like the feelings of whatever happened are separated from it. So like if I had like level fifteen sex with somebody and then like had some weird thing where they broke my heart or ghosted me, I'd have to put that person into a context in which they were like telling me certain things or behaving in a certain way in my imagination for me to get really You mean apologizing? Not even apologizing, but just like let, let's just say that they ghosted me. It would be something like we were on a deserted island and like some shit happened and they were like, oh my God, like this is what happened to me. I tried to like call you in the oh, so like, yeah, so basically apologizing. I guess like it would, okay. yeah, it would be so like. The, the hurt would have to be resolved yeah. and then you could have sex with them. Yeah, Got kind it. of. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise it's not. I have this fantasy yeah. of this guy apologizing <laughs> for ghosting me. And then it's funny. Says, I'm so sorry. Because it's true. And I'm so happy that I sleep I'm so with sorry. Him. I'm really in love with you. Let's have sex. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, all right. Well, that's a pretty natural transition into sex. Well, not really, but we're going to make it do. Um, into sexual fantasies in the context of a relationship, like that you're, that you're in. Not a relationship that you have been in or like an ex, but like when you've been in relationship mm-hmm. with someone, like have you shared sexual fantasies together and have you actually enacted things? I'm dying to know. Let's go around. Yeah, you first, because you're nodding. <laughs> um, I have. I've definitely, um, with a couple of guys, actually, now that I think about it, I've actually had guys take me to the edge, I feel like, of sexual fantasies. Not what me, does that mean? I Tell me more. Not me physically, but I felt like this person liked, you know, he had watched too much porn, and I felt like he liked young, young girls, and that he wanted to talk about that, and... Like sometimes it's, we would talk dirty to each other all the time and it would slip in there that he would talk oh. about that. And even though I kind of had the teacher fantasy, which, so you'd think that we wouldn't get along, but for some reason, I don't know, it worked out really well. He was super dirty. He just liked fantasizing a lot. So that's interesting. But I've also, 
had a guy ask who wanted to try anal beads or anal stuff in his butt, uh-huh. um, which I don't know. It's a lot of work for me, so it really distracts me <laughs> during sex. I love that. Because I'm just like, okay, is this working? Is this what you want? Um, but... Yeah, I've done that. So yeah, I've definitely have I expressed my fantasies though? No. So that's my once. question is yeah. when when you're talking about this, how did the man bring it In up? In a relationship. Yeah, like did he was it like, hey, let's share fantasies? Or was he just like, I've always wanted to do it this way? Or would um, you use anal beads on me? Like how did he He kind of kept talk like dropping hints. Okay. The the guy with the anal stuff kept dropping hints about it. And like I kind of picked it up what he was putting down, but then I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. What does a hint like that sound like? He had first he mentioned them, he just like talked about them. And I was like, it's weird that he was even bringing anal beads up. Mm -hmm. And then he was talking about what then we had talked later on about watching porn and what we watched. And he had brought asked me point blank if I ever wanted, if I ever watched that, if I was ever into them. If you ever watch anal. Yeah. Okay. With anal beads. Oh, and I was specifically. Like, no, okay. not really. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting this hint now. <laughs> uh, and then like, the next time we had sex, I, I, I think I brought it up actually. Oh, you, like, and you were like, hey, is this something you'd want to yeah, do? Yeah. Okay. Like, What's the deal? Let's do it. Why not? Yeah. Okay. But he never created the space for you to share. He was never like, now I that I think to about hear- it, yeah, okay. I think he did. I, I feel like I, a lot of men ask me what my fantasy is. I feel like a ton of men have asked me what my fantasy is and wanted to do it. Like yeah, some guys wanted have asked if, the, if I want to be tied up. Yeah, for sure. So they want to be your fantasy maker. Yeah. So did you did it work? Did you share with them? And did they? I you think know, only once I let, I've only let one person tie me up and it was the person I was in a really long-term relationship mm-hmm. with and I trusted him. I was that it. a fantasy of yours? Yeah, okay. for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Hmm. I don't know that it was before him though. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's so intertwined in a relationship. Yeah. It feels really hard. Sometimes to fantasies separate. are specific to a specific person too. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. I've never had that experience. I think so. I've I would never not had that experience. Wanna, I would only get turned on by him turn tying me up because he could mentally play the game like he could mentally be hot about it i feel like a lot of guys would just be weird and like too <laughs> aggressive about it <laughs> but he was like into the character and would like have fun with it but i i've had another guy who wanted to do it and i felt like Ugh, you're just you didn't being, trust him yeah you didn't trust him being weird yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay interesting mm-hmm. so you've definitely you've definitely done it yeah. any who else um, I think one of one of my things that I definitely like in real life in relationship is I like the power dynamic actually. So um, that's something that I personally really like. Like I like I, I don't like crazy rough sex. I mean, I'm not quite sure about that, but I like little bit rough sex. Like I do like you know my hair being pulled and you know little biting and stuff like that. And I feel like I would try to share that in certain ways with. Uh, Actually, yeah, a, a couple people. I haven't been with a lot of people, but a couple people. And it didn't work well because I felt really shamed. Like, I remember my long-term partner that I was with, I remember once I, like, pulled his hair because I like that. I like to be the dominatrixy kind of thing sometimes. That's one of my fantasies. And I would also like to be dominated in a safe way with somebody I trust and love. But I remember I pulled his hair and he was like, ow. <laughs> And I was just, I I just remember being so turned off. And instead of like talking about, Hey, like, do you like hair pulling? Like, would you like me to pull your hair instead? It was just sort of like, I just kind of checked out. And, and it's really interesting because at least (laughs) 
maybe I haven't attracted the right guys, but at least, um, you know, uh, two of the other people that I can think of that, you know, I've been making out with and stuff. Yeah. yeah, Is that they did not like that to be done with to them. And also didn't really necessarily like to do that to me. And like, I'm not talking about like, you know, do crazy shit and choke me. Like some people like that. I, I don't, but this was just simple stuff like pull my hair, you know, simple stuff like that. And it's really interesting how many men I have found that don't like that. And I thought that was really kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've run across guys who are uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Do you think that they didn't like, like truly weren't interested and didn't like it? Or do you think that they were concerned that they wouldn't be able to do it right? Like that they'd hurt you or that they... Like, I'm curious. I think it's a character you have to get into as a man. Like, it's a space you have to be in as a man, and they don't feel comfortable yeah. in that space. I think for the men that I'm thinking about, um, it was more of like a they wanted to feel like they were the dude and the stronger one. And some some people don't like the power dynamic being switched. Like, some But you're also saying that they weren't really interested in pulling your hair. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. It was like they didn't want any of that, which was interesting because I didn't feel like they were very sensual or whatever. So I'm like, dude, one or the other. Like, if you're going to give me lots of sensual stuff, that's great, and I'll take that. But if you're not going to give me a lot of that and you're not going to be, like, a little kinky with me, like, what the hell are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> like, what is the that. point of yes. this? What, what are we doing here? Boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like, I just don't want to like have sex with you, like straight up have sex with you. Like, like mechanically. Yeah. Like I, I mean, or not even just mechanically, but, but like earlier stuff, you were talking about like fun. Yeah. Like I like to have fun. Like I have never played characters and stuff, but I love that. Mm-hmm. Like that would be so much fun for me if I had somebody that made a safe space and was like, I kind of like this. Like, mm-hmm, do you mm-hmm. like this? I, and like, like I really like, or I would love for a guy to be like, so I really kind of like if a girl would like do this mm-hmm. or like if you could dress like this. And I'd be like, I'm down. <laughs> I am an actress. I will play that role. <laughs> oh my God. Let's make that the soundbite for this episode. Okay. How about you? Diego. Have they played out in my last four relationships? Yeah, like how did that work? Yeah. I mean, I can't say that there have been a ton of guys that I've... Ow! That I've opened myself to sharing about my sexual fantasies. I would say I have had... I've been in one kind of long-term relationship where I felt really safe to, you know, experiment. And it was a great sexual relationship (laughs) or that part of our relationship was really, really good because I think um, I felt comfortable and I felt safe. And I felt like, you know, um, when Z was talking about like power dynamics, like I felt, you know, like I could take on that role and which role, like the the more, Oh, the Dami one. Okay. Um, and, or vice versa. And I would be like, I would feel comfortable in him doing that. And, um, I've had, I think I've dated another guy who I, who was really like, I think adamant about asking me, which was really nice, you know, for a change. Cause I, I don't think a ton of guys feel comfortable asking. So what did that look like though? Asking you what? What are your fantasies? Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
And then when you told him, did he do them or want to do them? Or did you not? Well, I really shipped in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like okay. progress that far okay. for us to like be in a place to do those sorts of things. But like the fact that he even asked, I think was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does that answer the question? It's <laughs> <laughs> like very vague. But. Well, what I'm hearing is that the, the relationship where you felt the most comfortable and the safest is the one where you did the most stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I'm curious if you, if you know, like, was that because he created a space for you? Like he was like, you know, like, why was that? How did that happen? Were you the one leading in that way or did he lead? He led. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in what way? In asking me and kind of like, hey, I'd love to hear what your fantasies are. Right, right. And I just trusted him. There was just like this feeling that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. It's always been uh, the man bringing it up playfully, bringing it up positively and looking me in the face when we talk about it. Uh, It's never during sex when I'm like not looking at them. It's always like, I think almost sometimes before mm-hmm. or like, you know, it's or always talk. consensually mm-hmm. looking at me being like, you know, it would be awesome. Or I've been thinking about this and it's yeah. Pillow talk when you're in bed, that's the perfect time to bring it up mm-hmm. because it's hot and it's a turn on. I agree with that. And I like to bring it up before as well when there's no like sexual stimuli, but I also find that it's really important for men like if you ask a question or if you want to know to be receptive, cause I had a situation I was talking about what I liked with a person and we were just in the car driving. And I remember, um, I, you know, have done a lot of work on being more open on what I like and dislike. And I told this person, uh, things that I liked. And I remember their like, face. Like I like to be choked a little bit. No, I, like well, no, I, I was like, I was like, I love, I, I'm like, I like going down on guys, obviously not all guys, like guys that I'm in a relationship with, but I like that. I also like guys going down on me, which I didn't always like, you know, and obviously guys I'm in a relationship with. And I remember that was the thing that I had said. I'd said a couple things and I said that. And I remember his face was sort of like, okay, that's enough. Wow. And I felt really shut down and shamed. That's a bummer. Yeah. And I felt really shut down and shamed. And it was interesting because in no point of our connection did he ever do that to me. And I think, I mean, obviously I don't think that was about me. I think that was about some stuff that he had going on, but I remember being really sad because one of the things that's really fun for me is I am pretty playful and flirty. And I love to like, if I'm with you and dating you, like I love to be flirty and sex text you and all that stuff. Like I like that stuff now in my life and it's fun for me. Like it's really fun. And so when I felt shamed in that conversation, like it just was such a bummer for me. Yeah. Because I was like, I really want to be open about stuff I like that I'm excited and like. And if I tell you, hey, I like to be touched like this or like I really like this. And like his look was like almost like he was disgusted for me sharing things that I felt sexy. Almost like he was like, well, I don't want to talk about that. And I just want to like have sex and discover what is. And I'm like, no, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's actually really hot to be able to talk about it so that we have some basis, you know, if we're going to get that far and do that to have some basis to go from. Yeah. And I really like a dude to be like, I already know this information about her. Like, I know that she likes to be touched this way, or she said she really enjoys this, you know, cause for a lot of women, a lot of women, they don't feel comfortable with men going down on them. Mm-hmm. That was like a lot of my entire life. <laughs> and so if women do the work around that and then they share that with somebody, the person has no idea their backstory or their history. 
And then to just feel shamed or to feel like men don't want to hear what your sexual fantasies or your things that you enjoy about your body and doing with other potential partners, it was a real turnoff. Yeah, that it makes me really sad, actually. I feel like we need to get Z a better partner, guys. <laughs> we need to have shitty partners. Yeah. Like, no. I don't know. I, I, because I, I, I'm glad you brought this up, though, because I think it cuts both ways, too, where I've I've talked to multiple guys who've been shamed by partners when they yeah. share their fantasies. Yeah. And it makes me really sad because it's such a vulnerable thing to share. Mm-hmm. Like that if it's not held as sacred, it just destroys trust. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of trust that was destroyed in that moment, just sexually speaking, I would imagine is pretty high. If I shared something vulnerable sexually with someone and they gave me a disgusted look. Like it would take me a lot to get over that. Yeah. Like it's just such a tender area that it'd be like, ugh, like I don't feel I'm not excited to get naked with you and be truly vulnerable with you again. Yeah. Like I just feel like I need to protect myself a yeah. little bit. Like that's it's so, true. You do. But it's true the other way too, where I think I've definitely spoken to multiple men who like were sort of scarred. Like they shared something and the woman was like disgusted by yeah. it. Or they Which were, is not okay either. Yeah. And and you know, like I would never want to be judged by by someone like that I'm a cheater because I have a cheating yeah. fantasy. Like that yeah. doesn't feel fair, but I could totally picture a scenario in which I tell a partner and they're like, and they're like, Oh my God, oh, she's going to cheat on me. Like, That's right. Right. So I think it's important in the discussion to remember that fantasies aren't reality and they're not threatening their fantasies. I think sometimes partners find fantasies threatening yeah. because they don't want to do them or they're uncomfortable yeah. about them. I've had that happen to me. Like I definitely had a guy who had a third uh, threesome fantasy mm-hmm. and he would bring it up every once in a while at parties mm-hmm. and I just wasn't comfortable with it. And yeah. it, my first reaction was to be like, mm-hmm. and I later on was like, no, that's totally mm-hmm. understandable. So when you, yeah, when you think back to that, do you feel like he felt shut down by that? Like, do you think he felt like you were no, judging him? I'm pretty him? empathetic. I, I would, so you were like, uh, inside. Yeah, I was like, uh, inside. And then I kind of emotionally shut down from him. Yeah. And he could tell that I was not going to let it happen. And he dropped it right away because he was just like, oh, it's cool. So He probably th- recoiled in shame internally, I think, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of feel it when you're being judged. Yeah. I think something that might be helpful is... Um, starting with, thank you for telling me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you for telling me. Regardless of whether you're going to do the fantasy or not, because that's not as important as holding it as sacred. Like, this is something this person has shared with you that's a part of them. And it's probably a part that they're not, they're not like chatting with their friends about it all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of them are held secret. Like, we're really only sharing them with the people that we sleep with. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty important to start start with, thank you for telling me, and then kind of explore the rest of it. And it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it with that person, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of why you, yeah. it sounds like you recoiled because you were like, oh shit, I'm not, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So you kind of got scared or whatever yeah. happened and you like recoiled. Yeah. But the way he might've interpreted it is as I'm disgusting. Yeah. Like she thinks I'm gross or I'm too much or I'm, I don't know, I'm bad. I'm bad basically. Yeah. 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 I'm a, yeah. I'm so I have a question about this for you, Mel, then. So... Um, if the woman's in that experience, like, let's just say there's a dude that's like, I have a fantasy of having a threesome and that's not something that I'm ever interested in doing, even though some women totally want to do that and pick the person and whatnot. Um, 
I think for me, there's an element of now worrying that they're going to leave me to have a threesome with somebody else yeah. mm-hmm. after they've shared that fantasy with me. Like it's a fan. And I'm like, dude, if this is my partner, let's just say we go the distance and they're my partner forever. Are they always going to be hoping and being disappointed that I'm not open to this fantasy that they have? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is part of why we all need to be having more discussions about sex, because if I were your partner, I'd want to know that. Yeah. Like I would want to know that you're afraid that I will leave you because you don't want to have a threesome. Mm. And if you're hold- withholding that information, like if you're just sitting there worrying about it, I mm-hmm. can feel that there's something going on and there's something wrong, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And maybe I think that you think that I'm gross. Yeah. When yeah. really what you're like, we need to be honest with yeah. each other about like, thank you for telling me, t- you know, tell me more. I think we should be talking yeah, about sexual fantasies yeah. with people. Right. Exactly. Cause a lot of times it's about the feeling and yeah. it's about, you know, and they don't necessarily have to be enacted. They can be, but I don't, I, I'm not attached at all to fucking some Brazilian surfer. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but yes. I would love if my partner held it as sacred and was like, tell me more, like what's, what's hot about it for you? Yeah. yeah what that's turns a you on question. about it? Yeah. Like, and so embracing it without necessarily like you have to do it. Like we're, I don't think sharing sexual fantasies should be, and now we have to do this thing. Mm. It's like another way of getting to know our partners. Like mm. we're not threatened by dreams, for example. Like we don't hear a partner tell us about their dream and think we have to enact it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's kind of in the same realm, not exactly, but it's in a similar realm of you don't necessarily control, quote unquote, control your fantasies, right? They're limbic. Like what turns on your body is mm-hmm. not something that you're like, you decided like Mm -hmm. it's something that's just true about your body. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. I would want to know that. Okay. Yeah. That's important. Cause I think that's the part that me personally, um, that's never been something really with partners, but one of my friends, you know, who's a female wants to have a third person in her committed relationship at some point. Mm-hmm. And I remember freaking out when she told me that, even as her friend being like, oh my God, I would lose my mind if my partner told me that because then I'd feel like I'm not enough yeah. and mm-hmm. they don't want just me. And just you clarifying that that's something that I can then say, say to my partner, thanks for sharing that, you know, if they said that or whatever it was. And this is my, this is what comes up for me when I hear that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, possibly holding some space for them around it first. So it's not just like, you know, oh, you want a threesome? I'm scared you're going to leave me. But like, oh, you want a threesome? Tell me more about like why. Or I don't know, just something around like holding it as sacred. The moment of holding it as sacred. You told me this thing that's important in your sexual landscape. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just hold that for a moment Mm -hmm. and then kind of share what comes up for me. Yeah. You know, because I don't know, to me that I would, I would want that to be held. I would definitely want that as well. Before, like if I told a guy about that cheating fantasy and he was like, well, that makes me feel really uncomfortable because now I'm worried you're going to cheat on me. I would feel really misunderstood and Mm -hmm. sort of like, I feel missed. Like I feel, I don't, I don't, and now I kind of regret telling you. Yeah. And this is like kind of going to be an issue versus like, well, tell me more, like what turns you on about it or whatever. And then like, I do feel kind of scared that you're going to cheat on me now. And like, we can talk about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's just, I don't know, an order of operations or something there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really important. Holding the space first for the other person. Cause it's like when you say people, Hey, I had a really bad day. And friends like, Oh my God, I had such a bad day too. And, and you're like, okay, now I just feel like I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do think it's similar to that. So, um, did, did either of you have comments about what we just shared or have another idea? No, no, no comments. Okay, great. So, um, I looked up top 10 
sexual fantasies in women. And I thought it might be fun to go over them and see how many of us, how have, many of us okay. have them. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. So, number okay. one. Number 10. So this is a okay. down to is this number one. in popular order? Like, is it ranked? Yes, okay. it's ranked. Okay. Number yes. 10. Number 10, Strangers in the Night. Mm. No. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, so um, many women relish the idea of meeting up with a mystery man uh, and going to some no-name hotel with him for a wild night of uninhibited sex. Mm. Some women feel like yes. the only... The only people they can truly let loose with are strangers because they won't be judged. Mm -hmm. And who cares anyway? They'll probably never see this person again. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely have this, but it's like in an elevator or like someone, who was this one I had about like we had just met? It was, I think it was when I was acting and he was like a producer or something. And he like took me back to his flat and we had sex, but it wasn't, I I was like, sure, it wasn't going to happen again. It was just kind of a one-off thing, but I've definitely had the like total strangers in an elevator for sure had that. Yeah. Mm. Nobody else. Fantasy? Yeah. No. I've never fantasized. (laughs) Yeah. I've never (laughs) fantasized about having sex with people. Like in in that in strangers, but I will fantasize about making out with people. Oh, interesting! Like I'll I'll see people. Like for example, if it was an elevator, just because that's the scenario. If there was a dude and a bunch of people in the elevator, and I looked over and there was a hot guy, I would play out a whole scenario oh, in the elevator. Oh, so you're in talking which about in out. real life? See, yeah. I've never actually done it in real oh, life. I've all my fantasies are real life. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, most of my fantasies are real life. Almost none of mine are. Yeah, some of them are, are, but it's pretty rare. It's usually just. <sighs> Purely from my imagination, yeah. and I'm in an, an elevator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, I forgot about another one where he's a construction worker. Yeah. And I'm like an office girl or yeah. lady or whatever, like you know, but like boss babe, like yeah. she's like a CEO or whatever. Yeah. And we like regularly meet up for an illicit tryst on like the 13th floor in the stairwell. <laughs> it's so stairwell. specific. Okay, I forgot about that one. All right. Oh my god, you're gonna love number eight, Nance. Okay. Number, Number nine, nine. nine. Okay, in order. Number nine, the more the merrier, group sex. Nope. The uh, freedom of being nude in front of a bunch of people who are equally exposed, allowing different men and women to touch and penetrate your body simultaneously is incredibly erotic. Uh, now, this is this article specifies, don't mistakenly assume that all women want to engage in group intercourse <laughs> and gather up all your buddies for your next date. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh. If yeah. any man maybe thinks don't that, do that. That's the least maybe of don't their do problems. that. Um, Thank you for the clarification. Definitely yeah. going to want to get consent Thank for that for one. Sharing. Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of group sex fantasies. Nope. Okay. No group that's sex. a total total nay for this group. Okay. Uh, number eight. Who's your daddy? Daddy. <laughs> if daddy there's one issues. thing that women are dying to do, it's dominate a man like never before. The creative. Ideas that flowed from this topic were quite interesting, to say the least. They included spanking him, ordering him to perform certain sexual acts, making him beg for what he wants, hmm. and having him suck on their stiletto heels or some other phallic object. Mm. Interesting. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I wouldn't call oh, that daddy issues. That. Or who's your daddy? I definitely do not want to associate my daddy with any yeah, of my sexual agreed. encounters. But the dominatrixy thing, yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't have that fantasy very often. Maybe, maybe never actually. They, which makes sense though, because it's supposedly the opposite of your personality in real life. Yeah. So this is a good thing to bring up. Um, I've heard this before and I think it's true where, um, whatever you are in your real life, like if you're a, if you're a boss bitch, like if you're in charge Mm -hmm. a lot and you're kind of in your masculine and you're doing things and accomplishing things and, you know, really making strides in your life and you're 
managing a bunch of projects, whatever, you, you will usually have surrender fantasies. Mm-hmm. So you're not the one in charge, et cetera. Yep. If you feel like less in control in your life, more helpless, totally. stuck, like more, you know, like powerlessness in your life, mm-hmm. you will sometimes have, you know, sexual fantasies where you're the one in charge or you're dominating. Not always, but I have definitely noticed in my life that the times in my life when I'm managing a ton of shit and I'm like doing a bunch I definitely have more fantasies and more craving, like, the man to be in charge. Mm-hmm. So not just in my fantasies, but I'm like, God, I wish I could just get fucked. Like, I wish I would just get laid and, like, have the guy just do everything. Like, yeah. I don't want to do anything. Just <laughs> throw me around. Like, I don't want to deal with making another fucking decision. Yeah. Like, I just want to be dominated. I want to caveat that because it's not necessarily a, it's a sense of powerlessness because how you said it was, like, kind of reactionary for me. I was like... Yes, it is the sense of powerlessness, but it's also if you have a job in which you're holding space for a lot of people, you don't have a lot of room for necessarily yourself or your emotions or your stuff, or you're doing like, I don't want to say like good work, but like you're, you're doing stuff where like your deviousness or your maliciousness is not necessarily appropriate mm-hmm. in whatever work you do, mm-hmm. then you want to do that with your person. Like so you're kind little, of, if you're kind of, if your dark side is suppressed or yes, something yes, in, yeah. in, in I real would say life, that's a better, yeah. If, if your dark side's more depressed, then it comes out in sex. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, number seven, lay me out on display. Uh, In today's world of confident women, this author was not surprised to learn that many fantasize about having an audience while engaging in sexual acts with a partner. So this is the idea of of voyeurism. Voyeurism, yeah. No, no, because voyeurism is is when you are the voyeur. This is... um, Exhibitionist. Yeah, like okay. the word exhibitionist. Um, yeah, blah 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 exhibitionism. Okay, uh, I don't have this fantasy, and I've I've had like sexual experiences that where there were people around, and I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's not really. I'm not. This isn't. It's okay, but I'm yeah. like not really into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is not my fantasy. Mm-hmm. I'm nope, very nobody. private. <laughs> I've had sex and known people could hear, and I thought it was hot. I've definitely listened to people having sex and thought it was hot. Okay, I have only because I couldn't not hear in my older apartment complex, and I must admit I got really turned on. Yeah, apparently this is a big thing, auditory stuff. Like, I've heard from multiple people, it's such a turn on. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like I was like trying. I was like holding a cup against the wall. Like it was impossible (laughs) not to hear this. We understand. You're not a perv. Yeah. Yeah. Or am no, no, just kidding. No. Okay, number six. Um, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. Um, although, so it's called sexually ravaged. Although most women agree that they fantasize about having a master, their role in the scenario differed. Whereas some women said that they would surrender to their master's demands, others opposed the idea and said that they would resist and disobey his commands. Yeah. This is called being a bratty sub yeah. in the BDSM world. Uh, mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Blah blah blah. That's I don't, probably I don't me. Have to That's probably oh yeah. Me. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I've definitely been there. I had that phase. Yeah. I think that's me. That would be one of them. Okay. Uh, number five is um, a woman who wants to share her body with another woman. Hmm. So this would be, um, I think, either threesomes or having or just having sex a with another woman. Yeah. If you're a female. I don't really fantasize about that but I will say this which I think is kind of fascinating sometimes like I'm curious to hear from you I'm really curious to hear from you guys about this Mm. sometimes I'm the man in my fantasies or I'll switch back and forth 
like the POV will kind of like switch around. Mm. I'm definitely not always the woman though. Oh, I'm always the woman. You are. Okay. I've, I've always wondered what it's been like to be the dude. So in your fantasies, have you ever, does it switch around like that? Um, I don't have tons of fantasies, but I have thought about what would it be like to ha- to be a dude, to have a penis, to have a strong body, yeah. to like be able to like push someone up against the wall. Like what would it be like to be the dude in this yeah. scenario? Yeah. So but it yes, actually... I have thought about oh, that. Okay. And I have, I mean, I definitely have never, I've never even kissed a woman, but I have thought about what would it be like to be with a woman? You know, going, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just because we have the same body parts, like, yeah. would I be really good at that? I don't know. No. <laughs> but like, you know, I have thought about that, yeah. but I have no desire. But you haven't I, really fantasized about it. Right. So um, it's a little bit different thinking about it versus. I guess. Yeah. I don't have women. you on. A fantasy is. No, that's, that's actually not true because I don't watch porn. I don't watch porn at all. I think I've seen like accidental porn by like walking in on like, you know, guys, you know, not masturbating, but like just like walking through my guy friends and being mm-hmm. like, what the hell, dude? And. I did see one thing of female porn and it turned me on way more mm. than the male porn. Lesbian porn. Yeah, yeah. Lesbian porn. And so it's it's like that actually turns me on more because I think for some reason I like the type of sex that I want is more sensual in the beginning. And so I think I associate women with being softer and like sweeter yeah. and like doing more of the seduction. Mm-hmm. Whereas I associate with the men, like, you know, the did anyone order Chinese food? And then like everyone's just having sex all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is not sexy to me at all. <laughs> yeah, I thought about being with a woman, but it, it's never been a fantasy. Yeah. There's kind of a difference, right, between thinking about it intellectually and yeah. actually like fantasizing or like okay. having it. Have you ever been attracted to a woman though? Like met a woman and been like, ooh, if this woman came on to me, I would say yes. Nope. Okay. Mm, nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, no. Number four nope. is um, being a stripper or prostitute. No. I've definitely fantasized about being a stripper, not a prostitute. Stripper, yes. yes. Not the prostitute. Okay. Except for after I read 11 minutes for like a whole hour. <laughs> is that a specific book? Yeah, by okay. Paula Coelho. Yes. Oh, Paula Coelho. 11 minutes. Yes. 11 minutes. It was about uh, this woman becoming a prostitute. And for like a couple hours after that, I was like, maybe I'll be a... No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stupid Paula Coelho. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um... Number three, number three, guys, top three fantasies. Number three is two men, one woman. Two men, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my God, I can't believe that came into the conversation. Um, yeah, like two guys giving you sexual attention at the same time. Oh God, that'd be so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have thought about it briefly. Um, also on board with Nancy. I'm like, I don't like that. I've definitely had, I've definitely had that fantasy, but it's not like, I don't know how elaborate it is. Um, it, so she talks about this here, like, um, basically like one penetrate her while the other licked her clit. Like I've fantasized about stuff like that. Cause I'm like, wouldn't that be great? Like it'd be yeah, really nice to have that sensation at the same time. But I want to know who to thank. No. <laughs> Okay, number two is um, by far one of the most popular fantasies women have is being the man for one night, literally. Yes. yes. They would like to act and dress up like a man, and I mean straight down to the penis. That's right, I'm referring to a strap on. Um, Interesting. 
One woman actually had the opportunity to fulfill her fantasy and took full advantage of her boyfriend's willingness. She said, it was absolutely incredible to be able to penetrate a man and feel the empowerment usually associated with being the aggressor. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I think that if I... I like that she did that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I was like, I think, to be honest, like... That's cool. I would... If that was part of my fantasies, it would be to do that to another woman. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, when I think about being the dude, I would think about, I want to, like, do that with another woman. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that with my man. Yeah. I, I definitely know a number, like, I definitely have a friend who just did it with her um, partner, and I, I was, like, super curious about it, because I was like, tell me about this, like, yeah. it was mostly because he wanted her to, Interesting. And, and she, like, she was like, yeah, I enjoyed the experience because it made him so happy. Yeah, like, he yeah. he was so happy, and, it, and that's the part about fulfilling someone's sexual fantasy that I think is kind of lovely, is, like... That's really, it's really, I don't know, there's something sweet and touching about it, but she was like, it wasn't like, she was like, it wasn't like I was turned on by it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't turned off yeah. by it. It was kind of like cool and different and fine, yeah. but I wasn't like, oh my God, this is so hot. It was yeah. more like, oh my God, look how happy he is. He's so yeah. happy right Would now. Would she agree to do it again because yeah. of that though? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Number one, number one, what? sexual fantasy for women is, <gasps> drum roll please. Rape fantasy. Okay. So obviously, although saying rape fantasy sounds somewhat unthinkable, that's exactly what most women call it. They want to play the innocent, unknowing woman who gets taken advantage of by the devious predator like man with a huge cock, (laughs) um, with a huge cock for, for stuff. I don't actually, that's, I mean, whatever, um, forcibly pushing her against the wall and pinning my arms above my head with one hand while the other hand has its way, has made its way under my skirt, blah, blah, blah. Um, expecting the man to rip off my clothes, yada, yada. So, um, I want to talk about this for a moment because I definitely have these fantasies and I do not want to be raped in real life. That is not what I want. No, in no way ever. Thank you very much. But it comes up in every single sex survey that you do of women ever. And I think it's about loss of control. Like that I don't have to deal with it. It's just happening to me and I get to actually surrender. I'm curious to hear from the group about your perspectives on this. Yeah. Yeah, Never categorize it by using the word rape. I would, you know, I would use instead aggressive or assertive. I don't know, but not, I don't know. Unwanted. Rapey, right. Because there's a difference. I'm yeah, it's actually, always like, someone attractive. It's, it's always never, someone attractive. I was going to say like that too. Someone that I, was I like, would sleep yeah, totally. With like the cat burglar is hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's super hot. It's like, a and he's like my guy. age. Yeah. And he's like, you know what <laughs> and I mean? he went to Harvard. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was MBA too? Yeah, totally. He's just but having a hard true. time finding a job right now. Which is why he's cat burglar. Exactly. But it's true, like, like it's, <laughs> right, I think it's often categorized in the literature as rape fantasy, but yes. I, it, it doesn't, in my fantasies at least, sometimes it's like, definitely like, okay, there's usually like some reason I shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a pirate or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like royalty or something, and I like shouldn't, but I'm like, but it's kind of great. 
Like, but it's not actually, it's not scary. It's not scary. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like taboo. Scary. You know what it is? Oh, it's taboo. a taboo thing again. It's taboo. But it's not scary. That's kind of like your other fantasy. There's yeah. a tabooness oh to gosh, it. Technically, right. you have a boyfriend, exactly but you're not it. supposed to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like the di- the power dynamic yes. makes yeah. it a taboo, not the, the actual class dynamic. Which is very whatever. similar okay. to um, professor student. Yeah, which because is Because it's taboo. You're not yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with, with you're not supposed to have sex with your boss. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like boss, yeah. uh, employee fantasies, like a lot of the power dynamic fantasies when you run through them also comes down to taboo. Yeah. You're not really supposed to be doing this. There's yeah. something sort of wrong. Yeah. But it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. sexy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, oh, did you have this thought? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering because, um, I watched, I watched this huge documentary, this documentary on a lot of stuff like this for some acting thing I was doing. And there were, there was literally some sex toy company that did this survey and they had this really crazy ass scenario where it was like five guys chasing this woman. And like, she, it wasn't like she paid to do this, but it was like, they tied her up with like masking tape and like, they had like weapons and it was scary shit. And this woman like wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was just like watching this being horrified. Yeah. And she was all into this. Yes. And I was like, this is like literally the opposite of anything I would want happen to me. Yeah. I think that's a really good uh, thing to bring up as we wrap because we don't get to judge other people's fantasies. Yeah. Like we don't get to judge other people's fantasies as bad or wrong if we don't want other people to judge ours, right? Yeah. Like everybody's is sacred yeah. and everybody has a reason. And for some people, not for all people, but for some people, a trauma background or something where denigration was part of their sexual journey, especially mm. when they were young and that yes. it's built into yes. their limbic system, mm-hmm. it's part of what turns them on. Yeah, it actually totally. works yeah. for them. So, which is why it's so important, like in a scenario like that to have a safe word, yeah, right. Or a safe sign or something like that. But to me, like there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If she wants to do it and she's um, consenting yeah. and that's her fantasy, I've got no judgment. Me totally, too. totally great. Like, you know what you want. And like, you know, obviously do it with safe people and yeah, everything, yeah, of but, course. but you know, for other people it'd be like, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. And you know, everybody has kind of like the things that they, like I said, like the things that limbically turn them on as in like yes. in their body, yes. it's like, this is what does it for me. Totally. And I don't know. I think that's part of why I feel like, um, you know, cause I used to work with survivors of sexual mm-hmm. abuse and a lot of them, um, as they were like coming into their own and they were maturing sexually, they would go to BDSM dungeons. They're called dungeons and they would enact scenes. Mm -hmm. And that was part of it was like, okay, who am I really? Like what turns me on? If I let go of the shame around it, like actually, yes, like that turns me on, right? Like having five guys, like like a gang rape scenario with weapons, like that's actually what turns me on. So instead of being like, I shouldn't want this, I'm bad or I'm less of a woman or, you know, it's a bad scenario, whatever. It's like, but what's true, you know, like what, what's true in your body about what turns you on. And then somewhere like a dungeon where you're doing a scene, the whole idea is that the, the scene partner knows you and knows your, like they'll use sometimes red light, yellow light, green light. Mm -hmm. So if you're starting to get like yellow light in the scene, you'll say yellow light so that the other person has a clue. Like Mm -hmm. we're approaching the edge 
so that you don't go over the edge and then yeah. have to backtrack, stuff like that. Yeah. And there's other people holding the space too. Oh, so it's cool. not necessarily yeah. just the two people, but there's like a safety and like, mm-hmm. there's a group of us holding you. Yeah. And so that you can explore this in a, in like a safe way. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I have a question. So, you know, for audiences who are listening, who are maybe in a relationship and want to share their sexual fantasy with their partner or someone that they're dating doesn't necessarily need to be you know a relationship but i'm someone they're dating at what point do you think or would you advise they be able to share their sexual fantasy like is there is there a point in the relationship that's too early too soon um i don't know that's a good question i think um for me i would say that how it's brought up is more important than when it's brought up. So like we said, like when there's some safety established, like yeah. I really like pillow talk, like after you've had sex and you're feeling close and you're naked and you're, ta- you're next to each other. I think that's a good time to bring things up that are vulnerable because there's like, there's a lot of touching. There's a lot of physical safety in the body. Like the nervous system is calmed down. Um, so like, I would love to talk about our sexual fantasies. Is that something you're open to? Yeah. And then listen to the response because if the person is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like if they don't seem like they're comfortable with it, then wait. You know what I'm saying? Like gauge the the availability of that person because some people it's going to take way longer and some people are like, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. So I don't know that there's like, I don't know, a good time. Um but I think really like broaching the subject as a, like, I would love to share and I would love to hear your fantasies. If that's something you're interested in, um, setting up up the space. Yeah. And really making it an exchange. Cause stuff like you were saying, like, I think sometimes it can be sort of like, here are my fantasies and without a lot of like, and what are yours? Like really holding that safe space for the other person to share. Mm -hmm. And kind of, like, basically giving them the room to say, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, some people aren't going to be ready. And yeah. it's going to take them a while. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to share with men specifically around fantasies before we wrap? That you think they should know or that would help you feel more comfortable sharing or et cetera? I'm really interested to hear guys' ones now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I have any advice for men on what? Like making it safe for you to share your fantasies or broaching that Um, I would say you can go ahead and say, I promise I won't laugh and I'll share mine with you. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. I think that always worked for me, which is just be like, dude, I'm not going to laugh. Mine's pretty fucked up. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) And I'll be like, okay. And then I'll do like a test or fake one just to see. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Trust, trust. There we go, people. Trust is important. I also wouldn't make it. I think you don't want to say, what is your fantasy? Please say, what is a fantasy of yours? Because I feel too much pressure when you ask me what my fantasy fantasy is. I'm like, a wedding ring? I I don't know. But if you say like, oh, what's one of your fantasies? Yeah, I like that. I can like play with that. Yeah. I would like, um, I'd love to hear some of them 
And like, if I'm open to them, I'd love to, I'd love to be open to maybe doing them with you uh-huh. because I think for me, I like, especially like, let's just say that I did, I don't, but let's just say that I had one of the quote unquote rape scenario ones. Mm-hmm. Like that might be something that I tell someone and they're like, absolutely no, I'm never doing that. Yeah. yeah. But if I was like, Hey, I had this one and this one and my partner's like this one, not so much, but like, I'm not going to judge you for it. Like, yeah. that's cool that you had that. Thanks for sharing. Um, but like this one, I'd love to see if we can find a way to explore that. Mm-hmm. I think that would feel really nice to have a dude that's like, yeah, I want to kind of hear one because I want to be the bearer of your sexual fantasy. Like, I want to try to fulfill that for you. Yeah. I would personally feel intimidated by that. Yeah. Like, I would, I'm like, I don't really want to do it. I just want to tell you about it. So that's good to know. Like, women are different. People are different. I was like, please, take me to the forest. Make it rain. Find a little cave. <laughs> Make it rain. Make it rain. Find Make a it little rain. Cave. Find a little cave. <laughs> if that isn't a fantasy. Oh, my God. Clearly, I'm never a very specific man. <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay. Cool. Well, looking forward to next week. Hey guys, just a note after um, reviewing this episode and talking to the women, uh, I just wanted to add something. So one of the women on this episode has actually been sexually assaulted. And after we discussed it, we realized that um, for her, before that assault happened, she did have the aggressive fantasy. um, And after the assault happened, she does not have that fantasy. And one of the things that we were talking about was the importance of really holding the sacred space when these fantasies and and things like this are shared, it's actually a time when something like trauma could come up and it could be shared. So it's important to create a safe space and then to hold that space. So when you're talking about it and then saying something like, you know, is there anything else that, that you feel like you want to share or that I can listen to and then wait wait and create space and time because something like sexual assault, if you're sharing it with a partner, a new partner, something like that, it's a scary thing to share. You don't know how it's going to be received. You don't know what the person's going to think of you. So it might not be shared the first time that you're talking about sex, but at some point, if she feels safe enough with you um, and vice versa, if it's a man who's been assaulted, same thing, it'll take him a while sometimes to share with his partner. So just wanted to reinforce that idea of safety and holding the space when we're talking about these tender, vulnerable topics around sexuality. And I also just wanted to say that um, if you do want to know more specifically what to say and what not to say when or if someone discloses to you that they've been assaulted, you can listen to Dear Men episode 32, where two women go through exactly that. So if you're wondering like good phrasing to say, things to do, things not to do, I really encourage you to listen to episode 32. That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day.